Hello, and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt. Matt, my name is Matt. And I'm Matt, too. We are back! Reviewing testimony! March 25th, 2019. This would have been a banner day for one particular bill, but immunization. <laughs> but, but hashtag immunizations. I mean, that's, that's just really all it is. That's... You know, I, I, maybe we should just say, like put that in its own little bucket and say like that's its own thing and compare everything else to to everything else because everything nothing else is going to rise to that. It's a two thousand pieces of testimony right now. It it started well, it's it started at one o'clock p.m. I t- I stopped listening at ten p.m. It oh, was still going. going. It's, it is still going. It's still going. Okay. It is still going. You checked in on that earlier today. Uh, like you said, when we first did it, we had what like six hundred pieces of evidence. Yes. Now there's two thousand. Yes. It keeps coming in. It does. And there's no work session scheduled. There's so not. It's they can still consider all of this one. It's amazing. I I I, I kind of hope. It, well, not I don't say I kind of hope. I think it would be hilarious in some ways because of all the testimony that they just walked in and said, nah, and they just walked out. I want them to combine it with the LD that we're going to talk about later. Ooh. <laughs> just oh, do both of those in get a day? Get them done. Just do both of those? Get oh. them done. All right. Let's get into it. Okay. March so 25th was a big day. The morning was all about food. Remember, it made us hungry. It did make us hungry. When we and talked we talked about, about the Cross Cafe. Huh? Cross Cafe, what a fantastic place. Great coffee. Great. Amazing chips. Great chips there. Great chips. I had some uh, spicy dill pickle chips. Deep River. From Deep River. Can't go wrong with those. I hope they sponsor us. Oh, we would, oh it would make my day. That would really make us happy. <laughs> so we're going to kind of blow through all but of I'm these. I'm glad to give them free plugs because they were fantastic. If they sponsor us, you know what they're going to do? Give us chips. Hell yeah. <laughs> Boxes. I will work for, will work for chips. Yeah, no problem there. <laughs> all right, so I'm getting hungry now. So let's do this one. We're going to do them that's all good. together because all the testimony is basically the same. Right. So we're going to do four bills. They're LD-359, an act to address student hunger with a breakfast after the bell program. LD-549, which is an act to promote academic achievement through hunger relief for Maine children. LD-605, an act to improve anti-hunger programs in Maine schools. And LD-701, an act to modernize the National School Lunch Program and the School Breakfast Program. I've got a handful of testimony here, like all kinds, right right here. Here's my Foley. Uh, I'm terrible. Yeah, that was pretty bad Foley. I'm doing a quick count, and it looks like we're up to about 50 pieces of testimony over all four bills. And the thing is, with these 50 pieces of testimony, they're all the same. They're all the same. They're like, yep. Here's research behind this. Here's some of the outcomes that we're expecting. Here are some of the things that we're already doing in schools. So, yes, we support. Here's some models to do this. Um, Yes, yes, more yes, and yes. Food is good. And they like it. Feed the kids. And those are not – let me check here real quick. Have those been scheduled? Yes. Those were scheduled this morning for a work session on April 3rd. So if you'd like to go see those, that's next Wednesday. Or tomorrow when you're listening to this. Or it already happened when you're listening to this. Because as we're recording this, it's March 28th. It is March 28th, right this very second. So So I'm going to drop all this testimony right there. Drop it like it's hot. So it was all good. So I'm... I'm really interested in if they, like, combine them all up into one giant bill. They have to. Like, all the pieces. Because they're, they're all basically the same-ish bill. They have, they're, they're, all, they're all focused on the same 
little bits of law, little pieces of the of the of the law in there. So they they have to combine them and say, can we make one piece? They they they've got to do that. Once so it gets the work session. So when we go through the votes for those particular ones, it doesn't mean because I'm gonna let's assume that three of them are probably gonna be ought not to pass, and then one of them is an ought to pass is amended. It doesn't mean that they don't like those other ones. It means they just combine it into one so you can have one bill instead of four bills that the entire House and Senate has to vote on. Right. They, and they did that earlier this session with the three bills that had to do with minimum teacher salary. Exactly. So they just said 50000 no, the one with 40000 no. But the other one that had more to it, which I can't remember the LD number for, but it's on our spreadsheet. Um, that one they said, yeah, we'll do this, but we're going to amend it a bit, and then we're going to send that one forward. Yep. And it's a smart way to do things. It is. Combine it's, it all up. Because one of the things in Maine, of course, that if you are a legislator, you can put in any bill you want, and they all get a hearing. They all get a hearing. And a lot, a lot of the ones that are withdrawn immediately are like, oh, somebody else did the same thing. Interesting. Or, yeah, or I put something in it. Oh, it's already, it's already, been, it's already been done. Hey, where already do that? It's already mm-hmm. in law. Oh, well, never mind. Sorry. Uh, so those are the fun ones that go up, and they're like, uh, eh, sorry. So let's talk about the afternoon. The afternoon was where it was at today. So we're going to do this not quite in the order. So we're discussing this before we were recording this pod, and Matt said, "Surprise me the order." I did, I did. So I don't know where we're I don't know where we're going with this. So let's let's get into it. We're going to do this. First one is LD nine sixty five, an act to restrict cell phone use by students while in school. You can tell how I feel about this one. Okay, so I remember (laughs) talking about this one. I do too. And we talked about. Um, we didn't like that. No. At all. Didn't like it at all. Because there's plenty of educational purposes that you can have a cell phone for. Absolutely. And there are clearly some reasons that kids use their phones inappropriately. Uh, hands down, no question. Same with adults. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that part up. So let's talk about the testimony of this one. Not as much as you would think. Not so much. Uh, could you just could you do a rundown uh, a rundown of, of who provided testimony? Okay, so I've Cause got because because that that leads to some very interesting conclusions and some directions to why the testimony went the way that it did. So I've got two pieces of testimony from regular citizens. Yes, outstanding, Th- and thank you. Thank you very much. Yep, that's very good. Please be part of the. Um, Process. Yeah, if you can't be here in person, send it in. Send it in. This is a great yep. way. Yep. Even if even if it takes you some extra time and money, um, we had our first one by uh, Representative Sampson, of who is the presenter. So she talks about it a bit, and uh, let's review her testimony a little bit. Of course. So I'm going to paraphrase uh, most of this. Um, she ran something about five or six years ago over winter. And I, I'm, it doesn't exactly say, and I'm not exactly sure what, what uh, Representative Sampson did, but she had a staff of about 60 teenagers, um, some type of, I don't really know what it was. But anyway, a lot of kids starting at cell phones. And I'll quote this part. They had suddenly siloed themselves from one another, formed cliches, stirred up strife, became uncooperative and belligerent, making it very difficult to motivate and engage what happened. They had cell phones. Initially, I tried to deal with the breakdown in communication, etc., by addressing it head-on with the whole staff. I wanted them to self-regulate. Okay, fair. In the end, nothing worked until I took the hard line and did not allow the phones in the building or on the mountain while they were working. We worked out a plan to store all the phones in a safe box while they are working, and suddenly... 
all the kids recognized the dark hole they had been in. That's a direct quote, right? That's a direct quote. So, interesting. So we'll go to the next one. And now we're at one more piece of testimony here. This one is by MSMA. Sure. They're in opposition. I can't imagine why they'd be in opposition. Unless it's some kind of a local control argument. So they already have policies on student use of cell phones and other electronic devices. And mm-hmm. every school in the – every district slash school in the state already has this. Yeah, isn't that kind of one of those required ones? It's a required one. It's actually JICJ, student use of cell phones and other electronic devices. See, I come prepared with the information. You are welcome. Um, I'm, I, gonna, I'm impressed by preparation. I'm going to quote a line here. It says, we can and do create cell-free zones in our schools, but an outright prohibition is not always desirable and difficult to enforce. Cell phones have advanced to such a degree they are used by some as their personal computer, and that capacity is only going to grow. Uh, yeah, uh, I would change the word difficult to enforce to impossible yep. to enforce. There is no way to effectively enforce that rule. Ask any teacher. So I'm going to quote this one. I would add that outright prohibition has been tried on some school campuses, but it didn't work because of the policing that it required. It requires so much policing. It requires so much of the so much energy and effort and time has to be put in to just that effort. I remember also being in a working in a school once where there was a no hat policy and how much energy and effort was put into no hats and People were all just getting bent out of shape but wearing hats. And then how much energy are we putting into this and why? So that is a, that is a real issue of how much time is we put into policing it. So let's talk about the next two pieces of testimony. Okay. By the Sanford Police Department. Man, you and your transitions. And the York County Sheriff's Office. You set me up with that with the policing, didn't you? It's like you didn't see it coming. I didn't. I didn't. So the interesting part here is once I noticed that they were uh, – that the – police officers were testifying is what were they going to say? I found this fascinating. So they're talking about, uh, I'll quote the one from York County Sheriff's Office. Uh, While many schools already have policies in place that restrict the use of cell phones, this bill ensures all schools have a baseline that restricts cell phone use. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Cell phones can be used to harass, bully, alienate, and torment. This distraction spills over to innocent students and instructors. Uh, skipping a little bit, quote, the addiction to cell phones and social media is real. Experts agree that a student's addiction to technology is similar to drug cravings. The withdrawal symptoms experienced by young people deprived of gadgets and technology, gadgets, gadgets, is compared to those felt by drug addicts or smokers going cold turkey. I think gadgets mean like beepers. All I see is Inspector Gadget. Do, 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 do. So the Sanford Police Department talk a lot about the same thing. Uh, They're talking about the improved ability to ask and facilitate drug deals during the school day. We first noticed this when the state issued iPads with messaging apps. They were now able to coordinate drug deals and do counter surveillance on school staff to know when and where safely to do business. Uh, And and then they get into the nude photos of teenagers (laughs) that are going around. Uh, so not a lot about education here. It's about no. teenagers are doing bad things. Teenagers are doing bad things. And with, before with that, before the phones, they were angels, man. Oh, of course they were. They, they they're, were they're, angels. We never had issues. Couldn't do anything like that. You know, you couldn't possibly have drug deals before there was technology to do it. They didn't. Back in the 50s, Matt, they didn't have drugs. No, not at all. None. 
Or the or in the seventies. Never. You know, Studio Fifty Four. No drugs there. No, it's a fiction. D- didn't happen. Nothing happened there. Nothing. Not a thing. So th- that was all there was that day. I, I was really interested by by the by the, the those two final pieces of testimony too because it, it it does highlight that there are some issues. There are some real challenges that yes, cell are. phones and technology bring, and I don't think anyone denies that. Yeah, we don't want to make light of that because that Not, is a real thing. They're real problems. Yes, they're they're real challenges and real situations. The challenge is, is the ban the best way to go about doing it? Or is this something where education can actually be really beneficial, that we can teach something, that we can actually create a culture, an environment where we, where we as the adults in the room, as the teachers and educators, we instruct and educate our students as to how to use these tools in a, an effective, appropriate means and create that culture, help to create that culture. Because as we know, schools... The culture of a school mirrors society itself. So if they're doing these things, they're coming in with them as well. They're seeing it. Not, they're not just inventing the stuff in the school. So why don't we educate? So all I got out of that <laughs> monologue little rant there. was uh, this is the time where education is useful. I think that's where you started. And, and I, I think that's where we should end. And I kind of stopped listening because I was like, oh, that's so good. This is the time! <laughs> Oh. So, so that's the tagline for this episode, Lord, I guess. This is the time. So speaking of discipline, I guess, so let's go to LD 1010. We're in four digits now. It's a resolve that directs the Department of Education to develop a model school disciplinary policy. Again, nowhere as is. This just sets we, up. We, uh, we've, we've gone down this path with this one. We told them already, and they, they know where we stand with the whereas is. And, and what we can only hope that is going forward – the folks who are putting together their bills and their, if they have a resolve coming down the pike, add the whereas. The good news is this is only like one paragraph. So. That's another good thing. Make so it thank short. you. Thank you. I like like 10 whereases and a sentence. That would be fantastic. The ideal bill. <laughs> the ideal bill. This one uh, directs the DOE to develop a model school disciplinary policy uh, to effectuate policies in the main revised statutes. Um, and that's pretty much it. And there was... Honestly, way more testimony than I expected there was a for, lot this for this one, which is really strange. And the parts that I liked the most were the main youth court. Yeah. Uh, MSMA, of course. I got to hear the uh, – couple of students. I got to hear the sponsor for this talk about it. And it was all about restorative practice and it was all about restorative justice and, you know, doing – you know, to what extent do our, our disciplinary policies ancient, antiquated, and ineffective and we can make them better – and the DOE should provide a model policy. Yes. A model something that we can use, that other districts can use to, to build off of, to create their own. But if they don't know how to create a new discipline policy, here's a model to use. Which not I, the kind of model that we've talked about before, which is DOE says do it this way. But it's, no, 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 here's, here's if you're looking to change your discipline policy, here's our recommendation. Everybody was on board. Everybody, even, even the main association of criminal defense lawyers, which I'd never thought I'd see in the education department. Hmm. But they're all like, yeah, for all the reasons you just said. It's like, yeah, some of our schools do the wrong thing. They do. Don't and do that. And the most powerful ones, I thought, were a couple of kids in there. Uh, yeah, the kids were. Saying, yeah, I got in trouble for this one. I got in trouble for, let me, let me find this exact one because I thought it was, I did not think it was going where it was going. Um, so, again, all the testimony, even MSMA 
who sets up policies talk about, yeah, we should have one everywhere. There, so, were, there were two students, one from Casco Bay High School and one from, I want to say, Orono High School. Is that right? Oh, I'm going to do this one right here. Uh, Oceanside High Oceanside. School. Oceanside. Sorry, yeah. not Orono. Oceanside. My apologies, Oceanside. So this one was by a student named Chance Shoemaker. Yep. Uh, thank you, Chance. This was my actually my, my favorite piece of testimony on this one. Uh, basically, uh, they they like what they have at at uh, Oceanside High School, and talk about restorative justice. And uh, and this student says, my story quote my story starts in the lunchroom where one of my peers had said something very offensive to me, and I decided to respond using physical violence. I was like, oh, what's happening here? Luckily, a teacher broke it up before it got worse. We then went to the office, and I was going to end up with out-of-school suspension, but then the student support coordinator had brought up the idea of, of doing a circle with my chosen teacher and my parents so we could talk over it and make amends with my peer. We did it, and today the other student and I are currently fine with each other, and it got me out of being out of school for a week. So in conclusion, I'm for this because it helps me get past drama that was not needed, kept me in school, and up in my schoolwork. I was like, for that reason... All the other stuff. When adults talk about this stuff, it's like, yeah. When you hear it from kids, when you hear it's like, kids, my God. All right, so that's, that's mic drop stuff. That way, just they just walk off because which, that's it. Which we're doing right there, and I hope that that one becomes a. It, again, this is not a bill; it's a resolve. It's a resolve. Go go make a policy that works. Yeah, or make a policy that other districts can then mimic, copy, and build off of. That that would, I I. I I can't stress enough how helpful that would be for so many districts who are struggling to figure out and improve their disciplinary practices and policies, but they just don't know how or where to start, or they don't have the people in the places to get those things started. So what they do, they just keep going back to the same tried and true suspensions and... Which are not tried and true, but detentions. it's what we've always done. It's what we've, yeah, it's what we've always done, and they don't, they don't work. But we're going to do it anyway because we don't know any different. We don't know what else to do. So good for them. That one's going to fly I, right through. There's I a, hope so. There's the official Matt and Matt endorsement and prediction ought to pass unanimous. If we had a, if we had a stamp, we put our stamp of approval on it. Wait, we don't have a stamp? We don't have a stamp. I would like to get one of those things, those those wax seal things where you, know, you, get, you get the melted wax and you put like the, well, the Matt and Matt emblem in there. Done. I think that's something that we can work on. Our Etsy page is going to be amazing. <laughs> So we have two more bills for the twenty afternoon of the twenty fifth. You like the Etsy part? I, I like the Etsy call. I like that. that, that, that <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. That tickled me pink. <laughs> All right, so we have two left. We're gonna start with uh, the short one. I figured. Yep. I know. We, L- we got this. Is the best way to go. LD seven seventy, which is an act to provide for a later starting time for high schools. I thought this was gonna get so much more. I did too. I think they were focused on other things that I afternoon. I think so. Because this one, it was contentious. Saying, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this when we previewed this one. It's like there's all kinds of research saying teenagers are uh, awake later and right. they're more productive later. And all the research shows that, that you reduce car accidents, you reduce um, all of the outside of school stuff in addition to improving student achievement. Yeah, in it's, addition, it's out to. of school stuff too. Yeah, it's it, it helps with society in general, and all the naysayers went, which was uh, I'm going to read a little bit from the one that I knew was going to happen, but some were neither support nor oppose, uh, including a couple of 
regular citizens, which again, thank you for testifying, uh, but do they, are you understanding that this costs money because of uh, daycare? Yeah. Which I kind of knew was coming. That's, that's yeah, that, that's always one of the ones that stops it. So it's going to be daycare. What's, what's the other one that's usually going to happen? Sports and extracurriculars. Damn. Right, that's because right. because uh, there are practices after school, there are games after school, and if you know if 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 school gets out right now, it starts at eight and gets out at three, but it starts at eight thirty, gets out at three thirty. That's an unmanageable time difference. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the MBA. which is which was kind of, I really hoped either you would or because that was my fa- I did I, this was one of my favorites. Now because I, this this one went into tangents that I just really appreciated. Well, that's that's the thing, right? So the, the, to give you a kind of a hint, listener, about who testifies on pretty much every single bill that comes through, MSMA, which is school management, MPA, which is main principles, and those are the two that – and the MEA. And MEA. And teachers. Those three you can basically – rely on to give a piece of testimony, whether it's longer, like this one, which is two pages, or a couple of paragraphs. Yeah, so not very or, consistent. Yeah, absolutely, just go. You're always seeing those three, plus whoever else happens to be involved. Right, so that's one of the things that we, we can start predicting who's going to, what they're going to testify, and what they're going to say based on previous bills. And I knew what they were going to say because of athletics. I did too. But then I did not get what some of them said. I didn't see where this was going. So we're going to quote a little bit on this one. So, again, this one is from the Maine Principals Association, and their executive director is Dick DeRost, who gives most of the testimony if, if he's there yes, that he day. Uh, some other uh, people that work for the, for the association sometimes do. But they say our opposition to this bill is for multiple reasons. Okay, so let's, let's talk about this. Talk about bus runs. Hang on, hang on. But I think before you do that, there's something in the second paragraph that, oh. is, that, that for me is really worth – just, just preferencing, preferencing or, or starting the conversation. Quote. Oh. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Yes. Quote. We do not dispute research that suggests that later start times for high school age students may better reflect the sleep patterns of teenage students. Okay. Well, that's, that's good for them, right? But. but. <laughs> and then it goes on. Because they're not disputing the research. They're not disputing the fact that this could actually be really beneficial to kids. But, so here's, and here we go. Here's the but first. It says, but we also suggest that voluntary decisions regarding when high school students choose to go to bed is also a mitigating factor. What? <laughs> okay. So the sentence right before that says that research suggests that later start times better reflect the sleep patterns of teenage students but they're choosing to go to bed late. Right. Darn kids. I, 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 it's, it's, it gets better. I know. It gets better. The very next sentence. Delaying the start time of school may have an adverse effect on student decisions to stay up even later the night before. I don't have to go to, I don't have to, go to school till 8.30. I'm staying up till 5. I'm going to play Fortnite or Super Mario. Be- because the extra hour or half an hour start time is going to make that decision I, I, I don't see that argument holding any water. So let's go to the multiple reasons of their opposition. I talked about bus runs before I got interrupted appropriately. My apologies, but I, we had, I think it's really good to start there. Some students presently ride on buses for an hour before and an hour after. This will be a huge fiscal note attached to this bill if many districts are required to add separate bus runs for high school students only. 
who's requiring that in this bill? Let's go with no one? I don't think so. Okay, so move all the school times later. Right, shift everything. Okay. Oh, we oh, we solved it. Stamp of approval. Wax melt. So, well, well, I will say that. So does that, like, my when my kids go to school, the school starts at 9. Does that mean they start at, like, 930? Let's go to the next one. Okay. The alternative to separate bus runs, ooh, they came prepared, too, is to revise the start and end times for elementary and middle school students to cause them to begin and end later in order to coincide with the later high school start times. Okay. These younger right. students, especially elementary kids, have much earlier established bedtimes and wake-up times than do high school students. To potentially affect younger students' body rhythms might inadvertently cause a greater negative impact on those younger students than the present impact on the older students. I'm going to let that be. I'm just going to let that one sit out there because I, I, I can't say anything about that. I, I just – Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm just – I'm floored by that argument. I am too. And if you've been listening closely – um, go back 90 seconds and listen to what the research says that right. they don't dispute. That, that is not disputed, yeah. So thirdly, smaller school systems share facilities, staff, cafeterias across grade-level schools. Very true. Could cause staffing and contract issues. True. Often bus drivers double as custodians. True. And unless all students are delayed to a later start time, an, an inordinate amount of those staff members' workday will be spent driving buses and not doing necessary custodial maintenance duties. I don't see the connection there. I, I don't either. They're going to drive later, so now most of their workday is driving buses. Yeah, the, 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 the time of the day hasn't changed. Hasn't sh- the day hasn't been shortened. Mm. The time of the day is still the same. It's just starting later. Hmm. So I, I, I'm not seeing the argument there. We also believe this bill to I'm, be— I'm, And I fully admit I might be missing something. Maybe. Don't think so. <laughs> We also believe this bill to be one that infringes on local control. Yep. This is where I saw this. They're, they're going with this. Yep. This it's, is where I thought this was going to be the whole thing. Now, look, school times are a local decision. Let them make it. They're, you know, we, we let everything else about re- educational research be made at the you know, local decision. Why would this be any different? That's where I saw this going. That's where I saw the crux of their argument. And then it went Not somewhere else. Not the whole else. crux, the crux. Then it went somewhere else. It, it did. I got it. Yeah, I, I did a little Harry Potter drop in there. We assume this proposal would have a corresponding impact on CTE schools I, as well. I don't get it. Because CTE students come to the local high school first and then are bused to the CTE school, often more than a half hour each way. That is actually true. That happens in our district. We believe this will create an additional set of circumstances to address. Uh, why? Because wouldn't the CTE also open later? They'd have to adjust too. Hmm. Because if this is a requirement for all schools in the state and they already start after the high schools, then they're going to have to just start later. It's just, a, it's just a natural pushing everything back a little bit. One more small detail before we get to the real part. There's, there's, there's not, we haven't gotten to the real part we yet? We haven't got to the real part yet. There's potential to affect the after-school work schedules of many of these students. Th- there is potential. There is potential for that one. So... True statement. Yeah. So, Did great. They haven't even talked about sports or extracurriculars. Finally. Good, good for them. We would be remiss if we did not address an additional concern. Oh, come on. Not as important as those listed above, but still extremely important to most high school students. Would yeah. Most? 
That's where I was going to. Most? This issue is the impact on co-curricular and extracurricular activities. I mean, 50,000 Maine high school students, counting multiple participations, are active <laughs> in after-school activities and athletics. So they, they counted kids twice or three times or, or three five times? Depends. Well, no, because if, if, if a student, uh, I was just at a, at a, at a district right band concert, and they as high school students, raise their hand if they were in one varsity sport. Raise your hand. Two varsity sports. Three varsity sports. Some kids raise their hand for three varsity sports, and they're doing band, and they do theater. So they could be involved in five extra or co-curricular things. So some kids would be counted five times in this 50,000 number. That seems a bit of data inflation. So I'll go with the next part, which is actually a true a true paragraph. We're, we're, 100% true. We're diving really deep into the MPA. MPA. It's a big one. It's, it, it's a big one. But for, the, for, for this particular... For this particular bill, this was the one that I looked at the most because they'd have the most to say on it, and they did. Uh, they did have the most to say, and again, MPA runs sports for high school athletics right, they do. in Maine. Many high schools presently begin the academic day sometime between 7.30 and 8 a.m. and end the academic day between 2 and 2.30 p.m. The typical time between open and close is 6.5 hours. This bill would move those times forward to an 8.30 start and a 3 p.m. or later closure. That is 100% factual. Absolutely. Schools are hesitant to release athletic teams traveling to away games prior to the end of the school day, Also, though sometimes with long trips it has to occur. I, I, I've never... I, I've never I've worked in several high schools in the state of Maine, been through them, and they've n- I've never experienced hesitancy. <laughs> That's I've, what I was going to say. I've, I've never experienced being hesitant to let the kids out. I mean, I've experienced like teachers being like, okay, make sure you get your stuff done. Yep. But Game starts at four. We need to leave by here if we're going to get there in time. This is when we're leaving. And everyone seems to kind of understand that. And nobody really has a problem with that. No, as long as, long as, as long as the students are getting their stuff done um, and are – Keeping tr- keeping on pace, and on track, and it's everything, it's not an issue. It's, it's something you have to do if you have all of these things you have to jam in. Like right. a- athletics, especially winter athletics. Yeah, and if the students want to be part of the athletics, they have to keep that stuff up. They have to keep going with those things. So I, 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 don't, I, don't get, I don't get where they get the hesitancy. With all of this individual detail that we're going on sentences, the next one, the next two sentences are the ones that bothered me the most. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in. You're in, right? I saw you just leaned closer. I'm, I'm leaning in. Okay. Typical start time for fall and spring games is presently 4 o'clock p.m. True. This bill would require start times of 4.30 to 5 o'clock p.m. Um, I, I'll tell you, Matt. Yes, Matt? I went through this bill. I didn't see that in there. It, there, there's nothing to do. The only the only time that is ever mentioned is 8:30 a.m. I didn't see that start times of soccer games have to be 4:30 to 5 o'clock. I didn't see that either. But you know, Matt, particularly in the fall, nightfall comes early. It it, it does. Um, yes. That that, True. That, 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 is, that is a fact. <laughs> Un, unless the, the the legislature goes, you know, and gets us out of day, savings time. Which is before the state house. Oh, if we could move to Atlantic time or Atlantic time. Oh, that'd be the best. Uh, so they I talk disagree about with that, but that's we can we can have the conversation another 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 pod. Oh, let's our, do that on our savings time pod. Our, oh, I love that. <laughs> time zone one. pod with Matt. Time zone pod with Matt. And Matt. They talk about winter concerns next, and this one is reasonable. So, 
There are huge scheduling issues for indoor facilities, including gymnasiums. Very true. To accommodate practices and games for girls and boys, varsity, JV, frosh, and first teams. Big cities. Darn it. Basketball, cheering, wrestling, and unified basketball, all often in a single gym or practice facility, will severely test the ability to provide quality experiences. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, True. Winter is tough. Yep. And I believe ice time often happens. Hockey teams happens before school. 4.30 a.m. Right. So if it was 8.30 start time, it would be 5 o'clock a.m. All the hockey players just went, wait, what? (laughs) Wait, wait, what what happened now? There are some factual statements in this testimony, but there's a lot of supposition and misleading statements and, honestly, to me, scare tactics. I agree. And I'm really disappointed by the MPA in this one, although I'm not surprised by it in any way. But... Uh, it's disappointing that there aren't th- that these weren't better written. Yeah, and I'm I'm just a little disappointed on it. I am I am too. It's 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 a it's a really it they're they're trying to say like this is the, this is the worst idea ever and here's why because of this re- like you said scare tactics and just so many of their arguments just don't hold any real water to them once you you know give a little bit of sunshine to them they just become completely. Not even there. You know why not? They're not giving sunshine to him because Matt, it gets dark early in the winter. It gets dark in the fall. So let's go to our last one. Oh, on that happy note. <laughs> and our last one would have been a record if it weren't for darn immunization. Still going. Testimony still going on that one. This one is LD944, an act to ban Native American mascots in all public schools. This had some people come out for it. A few. And it's interesting because as of this moment, as we record this, there are no mascots. No, there are Native American. So this bill is relatively moot. Well, no, this bill would not. Uh, I know, right? Yeah, (laughs) that's what some people have said to me. They're like, "Well, it doesn't matter anymore. Nobody's nobody's got these mascots." Like, well, this would never again have those mascots. Right. right. How many pieces of testimony did this have? Uh, one hundred twenty. What? We built this one up so big. Uh, you know what skewed us? Darn immunization. Immunizations. It didn't. I mean, it was it was more than twice the amount of Ed policy. Oh, fair. Which was fifty five. That was a lot. That was the record at the time. Yep. But one hundred twenty on any given day, that would have been the record. But you can't compete with two thousand. I think we're gonna we're gonna like discount the uh, immunization ones. We won't count that one because it skews everything. It skews everything. No, we're just gonna. Uh, this is the new gold standard. Can't think of a good joke I there. Know. I was going to try to come up with some type of immunization joke, and it didn't really work out for me. No. Good thing we don't edit. We, do, we don't edit. We Still we looking are, for we, producers. We are here before you as we are, and we don't cut anything. We just, we, just, <laughs> we just go. So an act to ban Native American mascots in all public schools. So this one was another one like immunization went – uh, 10 for, 10 against, 10 neither for nor against, and then rotating. And rotating. Just like immunization, which we talked about in a previous pod. Um, but you told me something before this. It was how it went because you listened to some I got, of this. I got to listen towards the end of this. Um, I, it, it was around 3, 4 o'clock or so. So it was still, it, it was still going on. It had been going on for a while there. And um, got to a point where Representative Cornfield, who was running the, the testimony, said, all right, we're going to do – the next group of fours, and they came and said something, and then the next group of against, and a couple people said something. 
then neither for nor against. No one said anything. All right, we're going to go back to the fours, and five people or so said something. Any no's? Crickets. 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 Okay, any neither for nor against? Crickets. All right, back to the back to the uh, four this for this bill. Five more people or so just came right out to talk. No's? No one. Neither for nor against? No one. So it seemed at least towards possibly towards the end of the day that there was over there was way more in the way of people for this than there were against it because there's just it was unbalanced and remember four in this case was banning before to be before an ld944 is to ban mascots so most of the fours were like this is disrespectful this is racist we shouldn't be doing this it's not right yeah i i heard one student come up and say that um Things like, you know, the problem with this kind of a mascot is not all the kids take it, take it nicely, and they really act inappropriately mm-hmm. with it, and it makes us uncomfortable. One kid said she went to a, a an event, a, a athletic event, and was asked because her which was at Skowhegan, it was the Indians, said, "Are you a racist?" And because like, no, I'm not a racist. I just go to Skowhegan, right? That was that was a. That was a hard piece of testimony to, yep. to listen to. Wow. What were the against ones in general? Well, we'll be in, let's, I'll be in general for a minute while you find the specific one you'd like to talk about. A lot of the um, against, again, not that many, they were all from Skowhegan, as far as I could tell. Most, a lot were, yeah. Um, and basically, it was leave us alone. This is our job. Skowhegan is based on an Indian name, and we have the big Indian there, and it is a sign of pride. Um, I would, I would say while you're looking for that one, that finding, calling them the main Indian, and you know Indian pride and that sort of thing, it's kind of racist in itself. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's called Native American, not Indian. Yeah, or indigenous cultures, or something like that. Or be a little more respectful. I mean, let's. Yeah. So what's one of the specific pieces of testimony? So this is one from, from a piece of testimony. Quote, this is an MS-8054 district taxpayer resident matter. This is an MS-8054 district taxpayer and resident matter. As elected officials, this is for the board, but also read to the overall committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a sworn oath to fulfill the duties and responsibilities of your office as representatives of the six ma- member towns of the district. Um, your duties to the voters to include the indigenous members and, de- and descendants of this district. And that will probably was underlined. To include the indigenous members and descendants of this district. Um, I can't emphasize enough the weight of our heritage and to honor and respect this name and bodies. Um, it goes on to say that later on, quote, The fact is, Maine is truly a divided state. Rural Maine is frequently squelched by Southern Maine's more populous votes. The media and special interest groups seek to influence, divide, and thrive on the controversy it perpetuates. Nationwide cultural trends see that our constitution, see our constitution disparaged, people ignorantly voting against their own rights, and a mantra of unfunded, 
insupportable, mathematically impossible proposals and detrimental unintended consequences, as evidenced with hunting referendums, the last presidential election, and the Stop the Corridor Uprising, rural Maine residents continue to stand their ground against the socialistic uprising and culture of hatred we have seen to our south and more populous regions. Just because the media or a group attempts to redefine what is appropriate doesn't necessarily make it appropriate. And so the district should not be manipulated to adopt another slanted perspective of what they perceive to be politically correct. We are intelligent enough to make the right decision for our district's demographics and our, capitalized, indigenous members and descendants. End quote. So... What's your interpretation of that one? <laughs> wow. 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 Um, to say that, in my opinion, what, what this is saying is that um, this piece, this, this idea of the Skowhegan Indian is part of the quote-unquote our history, meaning the people who lived there, people who grew up there, people who went to that school, people who have lived there for a long time, etc., um, and it's not at all recognizing the harm that it's doing to actual people. So did they say heritage in that uh, monologue there for, from the testimony? I have to go back and because look. Because that's, I, that's I, the word, right? It's, it's us. This is what we've done, our heritage. Yes. It's all about, it's all about it's, uh, this, is, this, is, this is segregating to us. Like, Let's huh? put that Confederate flag right out there and just call it what it is, right? And, well, you know, I don't want to get into all that because again, it, it, it's it's yeah, a person's say, tes- it's a person's testimony. And I, I can, does you just say quote? I cannot emphasize enough the weight of our heritage, yeah, and the honor and respect this name embodies. It sounds very familiar. So, again, thank you for testifying for that one. It did say, too, that overwhelmingly MSAD 54 indigenous members and descendants have expressed their support of keeping the name. Theirs is the indigenous voice we should give credence to. And that and that that from that. that, There's a lot of other testimony that directly contradicts that statement, of course. It absolutely is. Indigenous members of the Skowhegan educational community. Yes. And other students and other students said, you know, hey. Mascots are, are 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 like animals and symbols and things. And when we're having the Indians, they're people. Yep. They're not animals and they're not symbols and things. They're 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 people. They're people. And we should treat them as people, not as a less than, not or as a, a bulldog or a rambler, a fighting school bus. I know. Why are we Why are we discriminating against fighting school buses? I don't know. But but that was especially when they I, have a W on the undercarriage. Yeah, W on the undercarriage. It's 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 one of the most amazing mascots in the United States. But I it's have to say, not offensive to an entire group of people. No, it's not. It, it, it's not like the Iowa corn jerkers. <laughs> That's an actual mascot. Because to shuck oh. corn is also called to jerk it. It's that's that's just that's what it's called. I, I I've looked into this. I am ninety nine percent sure that we are coming right to the end of this podcast. Very <laughs> are we, are we have, the, have the E put on there now? <laughs> We're pretty close. <laughs> We're pretty close. So there was lots of testimony in that one. Most of it was 
to uh, in support of banning Native American mascots. Yeah, most of them. Um, I have that one has actually does have a work session. Sorry, I'm looking at it right here. Uh, Monday, April first. So that's coming right up. Monday, April first. All right. So we'll see what happens on a future pod. I I, I really look to see for for th- this will be a good one to test to the waters for the Ed Committee to see when a a very highly political issue, what stand are they going to take on this? Mm, I'm very interested in that because the DOE came out and said we're support we we want to ban them. Yep. They have a very firm position on this under Commissioner Macon, and they said we we think it should be this way. A lot of other folks said yep, get rid of them. We're, we sh- we're we could be the first state in the nation to completely ban it all. We want to be that. We think that's a great thing for our state. And it's just a small pocket of folks are saying, well, well, no, this is about... It's about us. It's about it's about us and not them, which is the entire problem. Yes, exactly. With that, we're going to wrap this one up for today. All right. I'm tired after that one. That was, that was, that was hard. That was nice. That was a good one. So where can you find us, Matt, if you want to give us feedback, if you're a listener? Yeah, send us feedback. Let us know how we're doing. We, we have hopefully got some new engineers, so our mic situation is a little bit better now. Mm. Uh, you can, we'll, we'll see how we'll this one see. comes out. <laughs> no guarantees, <laughs> folks. Um, but you can uh, hit us up on Twitter at Maine Ed Matters or on Facebook at Maine Education Matters. And follow along all these bills that are on a spreadsheet that we have pinned to the top of both of those places on Facebook and Twitter and where you can see the actual votes. And what Matt has added to this lately is the new House votes. There have been some, there have been some new House votes that have come Not through. Not many. Not many, and I literally stumbled upon it. I don't even – I was just I, – I did a random click on thing, and there it was. Like, oh, there have actually been votes happening. What? Sometimes it seems like we stumbled upon this podcast. I, I think so. I, I think we just too. kind of fell into it. And thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.